What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry launched their spring quarter on April 12th. This quarter sessions include identifying compositional issues in your work, technical information from Gamblin representative Mary Tevlin, a painting clinic for works in progress, and much more. As always, members can join in on live sessions with questions and comments and can benefit anytime by interacting with other members on our members-only Facebook page. With 100 recorded sessions in the member library, there is always something to learn or review with topics ranging from technical advice to visual language to guest speakers and critiques of member work. To learn more about membership and to purchase Cold Wax tools and Rebecca and Jerry's book, Cold Wax Medium, Techniques, Concepts, and Conversations, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about when art travel ends. We've talked several times in the past about the experience of attending an artist residency program when you are away from your home studio focused exclusively on your work in a stimulating environment. We've also talked about the importance of travel in general for feeding your creative ideas. But what about when that residency or the travel is over? Will the bubble you've been in for weeks focused on your work or satisfying your travel curiosity simply burst? Today we talk about that transitional time back to ordinary life and how that plays out in your work. With me as always is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So uh, I wanted to talk about this because I am in this phase right now. And most recently, my travel was with you, Ross, and your family in Florida. And um, that was, um, you know, a vacation, a break, spending time with family. Coming back from that time was relatively easy because I hadn't been focused on my work. But I'm kind of comparing it to... Um, what I came back uh, to in in May when I was on an artist residency in Ireland, and I was there for about a month, and that was that was different. You know, the the response uh, to my to my work, to my thoughts about my work, um, are noticeably different from coming back from a, basically a vacation or coming back from this art related travel. Um, when I was in Ireland, you know, I was really focused on my work. And so when I came back, the transition to my home studio was really about coming back to a different type of work, to my large oil and cold wax paintings. Um, and it presented some challenges uh, shifting gears because the work I was doing in Ireland was pretty different. And I was started wondering about the connections, um, if any, between the work that I did when I was there and what I was coming home to. And in Ireland, what I was doing was um, with small works on paper with water-based media. So there's a lot of differences there uh, between what I, the way I normally worked. And I was, I loved it. I mean, I was really immersed in that. And I was really happy with the results with what I came up with. Um, and 
the things that I, some of the things I was enjoying about it were exactly the differences from being involved in these long, layered, you know, complex oil paintings because those works on paper were so direct and they they intrigued me. <laughs> they they were either going to work out or they were not going to work out. So they were small, um, using water based media and just setting myself up some. Uh, some play, really, some challenges with the materials. What's going to happen if I, you know, pour charcoal into this puddle of ink? You know, that kind of thing. And and I just uh, really loved that. And it was kind of an extension of what I had started doing on my uh, other residency this uh, past year that was in Portugal in the fall. And I was working that way there. And so... In a way, it was sort of leap forward to Ireland, doing a similar process, but I could see um, that technically they were getting better, that, that I had more control now over what I was doing with that media. And so, it, you know, it was sort of a connection to another residency, but not particularly connected to what I would consider the main aspect of my work. And... It was just like being in the moment, you know, uh, there wasn't a lot of thought involved of where am I going with these? What am I going to do with these? Um, am I going to display them, sell them, whatever? And and people would ask that when they saw them in Ireland, people would come into my studio and they'd say, oh, yeah, you know, I got a really good response to them. But there was often a question of, oh, so what are you going to do with these? You know? <laughs> And I didn't have an answer, and I still don't have an answer. And they seem like just a, a residency project. You know, maybe that's okay. Maybe they are what they are, um, and I don't need to think about that, at least right now, where they're going. Um, Do you think that there's a kind of a fundamental change in mindset between being on an art residency where the art that you're creating is is maybe intentionally or specifically not for sale mm. versus being at home where your art is is assumed to be something that's going to be sold eventually. Uh good point. I mean, yeah, you know, I I got home and I'm immediately involved in more of the business aspects. Uh, and those uh, residency experiences are kind of a lovely little bubble where you you're not thinking necessarily about what's happening with the work after you do it. <laughs> and sometimes you are. I mean, there was once I was on a residency where I was working towards an exhibit and I had a project that I was trying to do. But most of the time, yeah, it's just it's a time out of a time away, you know, and it's so lovely that way. I mean, it, it really is um, energizing and refreshing. And maybe maybe there are threads that carry through, but they're not very obvious. Um, at least a lot of the times they're not. And But you're right that the sort of business pressures aren't there. And that's that's a great thing for a little while. And, and when, I, when I did get home in May, um, immediately faced with excited about, but feeling responsible about a, a solo show that I'm having um, in August in Santa Fe, and the enormity of that. And I realized it's actually been a number of years since I had a true solo show. 
a lot of galleries now have gone to two-person shows, three-person shows. I mean, you're still very much highlighted, um, but to have a show that's only mine is it's exciting. It's a big responsibility. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, really happy about it. <laughs> but it's a major shift into I have I'm producing work for this show. And I've been working a lot of hours in the studio. And, and, you know, aware that from the gallery's perspective, this, the small works on paper that I did in Ireland are most likely not of interest for the show. I mean, I haven't really talked to them about it yet, but typically um, when I work with galleries, they are interested in the large oil paintings. You know, that's that's a business thing uh, for what they can sell and what's most lucrative and all that. So, um, so that's the mode I'm in now is doing these big paintings. But when I did come home, I just wanted to take a little bit of time with that smaller work, and I felt that it was important to kind of digest it. And I, I suppose that if we're talking about, you know, people listening to this and having had this experience, I, I think you do need to give yourself a little time to to contemplate what you did because it, you know, it it looks it looks different and you perceive it different in different places. So um, when I brought it home and I. I put all this stuff up on the wall in my studio here and, and just spent some time looking at it. And, and I will add as an aside that uh, I didn't, I mean, everything that I was working on there did not come home with me. And at least half of it went in the trash <laughs> because the nature of this type of work is um, it's it's a one you got sort of one shot at it and and it's not that I didn't go back into some of them with little changes but it's either going to work or it isn't and with this very direct water-based media you don't get a chance to really rework it so so the ones I brought home they they feel kind of precious to me I mean they are the ones that succeeded and I I am happy with them so um I even um invited People, I had a little party one night, and I invited some people in to, who had been interested in this work to see the work. The response is so good. It's been so positive all along. And I, I'm just kind of accepting that that is what they are, you know, for now. Um, but someone uh, who was over looking at the work asked me if they're going to affect my main body of my work, how they will. And I just said... I don't know. I mean, that's okay. That's okay for now. Um, in a way, when I work away from home, it's kind of like they're, they're sort of notes about my experience. They are related. What I did there was related to the atmosphere, the environment, the landscape of Ireland. So they're, they are specific in my mind to Ireland. And in this kind of nice way, they're sort of a travel journal. Um, and in that sense, I'm kind of happy with um, with letting them be them be just what they are. They're they're just uh, separate. And interestingly, though, because because I did enjoy the process so much, I set up a table when I got back home, and I thought, well, I'm going to take a little time to to continue this now that I'm back home. Um, same materials and all that, and I all set up 
And what I produced with several attempts was terrible. <laughs> I was, I just couldn't seem to get back into that, whatever that was, that flow, that headspace that I was in when I was in Ireland with all that focus and all that unconcerned about what was happening with these things. Um, I'm not really giving up on it, but I thought it was interesting how closely related this work was to the experience of, of being on the residency. And I think it just might take some time to, you know, um, redirect these to my environment here. But I thought it was kind of an interesting um, experience. And, you know, maybe people have had similar things or the opposite. I know um, when Jerry was in Ireland, he was doing some wonderful new experimental work and he's continued it now that he's back home and it's been going really well so it's it's an individual thing but I suppose not to have the expectation that um that it would continue um is good is a good thing it makes me wonder about um how how changes in your work can affect your overall business in terms of your art uh, still displaying well in places where it's currently mm. being sold? Yeah, and that's a big question. I think um, basically a person who has a certain vision in their work, who is, I guess I would say, a mature artist, a developed artist, it's, you know, it's interesting and it's acceptable I think most of the time for that person to display different types of work, maybe in the same show, because there will be threads that carry through. And they, they're they subtle things sometimes. There's an interest in color. There's an interest in line. Something is uh, a luminosity. You know, there's something that's that's true in all the work. And so if you have, say, two different bodies of work that you want to show together, um, I certainly think that can work. As far as how it would affect sales, um, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, there's always going to be people that prefer one type of work to another, but there's also clients, collectors who are excited by change and excited by what, what you're doing that's a little different. But I think there's, a, there's an element of control to it. Like you wouldn't want to show a, a big scattering of things together, um, you want to show that you you have um, kind of some central core ideas and tensions, and they're carried out in different media in different ways. So in that sense, I, you know, I probably could show this work with the other work. And when people were looking at my work in the studio, they did comment, oh, yeah, there are connections. But in the business sense, in the commercial sense, uh, these small works on paper simply can't be sold for as much money, and therefore the gallery probably is not going to be interested in them. I'm not saying they won't be, but it, it remains to be seen. Um, and also remains to be seen whether I'm ready to sell them, because people have offered to buy some, and I I just feel like for now I just I just want them. I want them for myself. <laughs> that will change, but, you know, kind of a... I don't know what that is. It's a different reaction. I'm usually very 
okay with letting my work go. So probably there's something here that I'm still digesting. So that I got off a little track with your um, with your question, but I think it doesn't necessarily hurt sales, but you have to think carefully about how you're presenting it, I suppose. Let's take a quick minute to talk about what deals are available from Blick. Uh, so right now at Blick, uh, they have their big brush event going on. And I was looking at some of the items in this event and because from the perspective of uh, most of our listeners, I think are involved in, in kind of the similar work to what you do, Rebecca, with cold wax. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, well, maybe what, what else is there here for our listeners? Uh, of course, there are listeners who uh, are working with acrylics and watercolors and and um, other other methods that where brushes are are more important or um, are used more and of course there are watercolor and acrylic brushes and natural and synthetic brushes that are that are on sale right now uh, but there are also um, uh, there's a category called painting tools and accessories which includes palette knives. Um, and there are uh-huh. also uh, there's a category called craft and specialty brushes, which includes those brushes with the rubber tips, which I know you mm-hmm. like. To oh use, yeah, Rebecca, yeah, for the catalyst ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are items that um, are, are going to be useful for people who are working with cold wax. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot of other brushes that are on sale right now uh, for mm-hmm. many other methods of working. Um, so, right, and there's and there's nothing about cold wax that says you cannot use a brush right people do certainly but what you would need then is is a pretty sturdy one and i'm sure those are available too. something with um you know just thicker brushes shorter bristles maybe and those can be really useful so sounds good all right well to take advantage of the big brush event at blick and support the messy studio podcast please remember to use our affiliate link which is of course messystudiopodcast.com slash blick b-l-i-c-k that takes you straight through to the regular blick website but when you use our affiliate link blick will donate a very generous 10 percent to the messy studio podcast it doesn't cost you anything extra and it's tremendously important to us so once again that's messy studio podcast dot com slash blick b-l-i-c-k all right let's get back into it so getting back to the idea of going on artist residencies and how they affect your work uh, when i was writing up notes for this um, episode i started thinking about the different residencies that i've been on and i know that i've often said on the podcast this is a really great thing for your work and I started thinking about how specifically they had affected um, into the work that I did home, even if it wasn't obvious at first how it was going to affect me. Um, because of the experiences that you have when you're traveling, when you're away, uh, with when it's art-focused, you have visual experiences, you have emotional experiences, and in the big picture, I do think that's all going to affect your work. And so I was just thinking about some of the residencies that I've had. And the very first one that I did um, was in a remote village in Spain. And that was really a turning point into into abstraction for me. I mean, that's a long story in itself, and I'm not going to go into it, but all of a sudden when I was there, I could see a way forward. And I'd really been struggling with that transition from realism into abstraction. And and it clicked there. Something happened. Um, 
the I went back again um, later and another year, and that led to the multi-panel work that I did for a long time. Um, the colors and textures of that place, it was really fed into my work when I got home again. Um, another residency that I had in Sweden, there was a starkness to that environment. There was a, um, you know, it was, it was uh, snowy, and <laughs> the ice was breaking up on the lake. And I started, that was the first time I started really exploring strong shapes, black and white contrast. That's carried through in some aspects of my work. Um, and then the numerous times I've been in Ireland, and each time has kind of been um, a different thing that I was sort of focused on visually, I suppose. The um, the bog plants, for example, or the hedgerows or the seacoast. And each time there was something that came came into my work later, even though the work I did there might have been quite different. So um, those experiences, and along with some of the other travel that I've done for teaching, but also involved painting while I was there, um, Italy and Greece, um, it it's not always about um, what you're actually doing on a trip. And in that, those cases, I was more focused on teaching, but you're gathering, you're, you're soaking up, you're gathering impressions and ideas that travel is so stimulating for. And so um, I think that uh, it's it, even just the gathering of ideas plays into your work. So even if I don't sense now what, the actual appearance of the work that I did in Ireland has to do with the bigger work. Who knows? There's something, there's something there that um, has been implanted, I guess. <laughs> and I would say that almost always this art-related travel, these residencies do carry a person forward in some way, even though it may take time to integrate, to develop. Um, and, Certain things will will stay with you over time. It could be some some skill that you developed while you were away, or maybe it was something visual, something you saw, the colors, atmosphere, textures, uh, something emotional, something conceptual. I mean, there's there's just so much input, and I think what it works best for me is if there is some connection to the general direction of my work. But at the same time, those are the things that I'm tuning into. So I think it all works together. Um, and when you when you do come back from travel, from a residency, I as I mentioned, I think it's really good to get everything out, to get everything up on the wall and, and show it to some people. Um, and also, you know, of course, I share on social media as well. But... Being in the presence of the actual work is great. So if you have have anyone you want to share it with, and, and I was a little hesitant to actually invite people over for that purpose, um, like, oh, you know, is this the equivalent of when, you know, our, our parents' friends would invite us, this is before your time, Ross, but my parents' friends would invite us over to see slideshows of their vacation, <laughs> And, and honestly, it was pretty boring. Oh, no, boring. I, I've, I've been to some slideshows of vacation photos. <laughs> it could be a little Growing boring. Up. And I thought, is this the equivalent of the slideshow of my vacation? I don't think so. And I, I had 
I, I said that to the people I invited over um, that evening, and one of them said, actually, to take this step of saying, please come to my studio to look at my work, is, um, you know, she appreciated it. And she said, it's a good example of, um, this was um, some people that I know because they are artists here. Uh, it was an example of sharing in, in a good way. So anyway, I felt good about that. I would say if you, you're listening to this, um, you know, people will be interested. It, it's an experience that a lot of people are curious about. And to see the actual results of that, um, I think is good. Um, I think taking in general sort of small steps and getting back into your, what you consider the main body of your work is a good thing. This time I didn't really have that luxury. I just like uh, came back and immediately this, this exhibit is upon me. Um, but if you have, if you have that luxury of a bit of time to extend that experimental attitude, and I think that's the story I said about Jerry, I think that's what he's been able to do. He just has, can can continue to explore uh, in a focused way what he started in Ireland. And that's ideal, really. If, if there is something that you want to carry forward and you have the time to explore it um, and just take that time. And I was kind of curious about all oh, sort of other people's reactions that have had this experience. And I, I asked um, an artist from Holland who was at, at Bowen Glen in Ireland at the same time I was, and we got to be friends and chatting about things. And so I asked her, um, after she got home, uh, tell me about her experience of what we might call re-entry, you know, this transition back. Um, and she commented that it takes her about a month to be ready to paint again when she gets home. Um, and she is a plein air painter. Uh, she goes outside to paint, although her work is quite abstract, which is interesting in itself that she goes into the environment and abstracts from it while she's there. But I, I wonder if just the shift of location is part of that, the time, you know, the time it takes to reconnect with her own environment. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that she would, you know, take that time, understand that it would take that time and um, I wrote down what she wrote about this, about getting home and what I was saying about uh, putting stuff up on the wall uh, for myself. And she said, I love the process of unpacking the paintings and placing them around the studio. This lets me see them away from the place and see if they can stand on their own. And I think that's a good point because when we are away, we're in our own studio there can be a tendency to, um, well, to view them as as the as absolutely entwined with the experience. So she brings them back. She wants to see if they will stand on their own. Um, and she says, I also reflect on the inner dialogue I had at Bowen Glen that seems to come in through music and memories of special experiences or memorable phrases. And I, I like that idea of of reconnecting with that inner dialogue because again, on a residency or any time, you know, you're traveling and you're really focused on your work, um, you have a lot of thoughts about it and you, you maybe make some notes or something, you talk to people about your work. It's a pretty intense focus and that can be lost, you know, to try to get back to that mindset of um, 
that feeling, and that seems to be what she's what she does in this sort of interim period. Um, so um, I think there's a focus on your work that's more intense when you are at home. For whatever reason, we have many distractions in normal life, but things that you can do to sort of preserve that that sense. And I think when we said in the intro, it, the, does the bubble just burst? Uh, when you get home, it can, it really can, and it's distressing in a way. Um, but there are ways, I think, by um, by taking notes while you're away, journaling, and studying the work that you did there, that you can um, stay connected in that way. Yeah, I, I think that maybe there, it's important to recognize that you you work in entirely different ways when you're somewhere else versus at home in your studio and, and, and for entirely Mm -hmm. different purposes. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so it, it, like that transitionary period can be stressful in ways, but I, I think that, um, that both places and, and ways of working, uh, have a, a purpose and a significance in the, in the development of your work and, uh, getting stuck in one or, or the other is not a good thing. Yeah, there's something about that getting shaken up a little bit <laughs> and and seeing the differences and seeing the overall purpose being connected um, is, is really, I don't know, there's something really significant about it. And I know we've, we've talked quite a bit about, about residencies and travel in the past and acknowledging that this can also happen in a more in a way that's closer to home, in a way that's more uh, limited in terms of time or budget, if you don't have that, um, just by taking yourself away for a few days, even that much, can, and, and focusing on your work when you do that, even that much can um, provide you some different perspectives. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of this, oh, we talk so much about balance, you know, like, spontaneity and control, you know, all these things we've talked about, professionalism and personal work. And um, this idea of um, kind of uh, separate and combined is another interesting sort of dichotomy that we work with as artists. What are the separate experiences, the separate work? What are the, what, what is the integration? What's the combination? How does that happen? Uh, I find it interesting do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, I, I just I thought it was a it was an interesting topic to just consider the ways that your time away from the studio when it's art related can continue to influence your work when you're home or perhaps be seen as rather separate. Um and I think when you are traveling with an art focus, it's a different experience. Um you're not a tourist in the sense of um, just experiencing it while you're there. There's nothing wrong with that, and we all love that. I mean, you go somewhere and you you explore, you see the sights. But um, when when an artist is traveling with an art focus, you are really a sponge. You're really soaking things up. And whether you're staying put at a residency or whether you're making um, traveling a little bit more, but seeing museums, seeing things that you know will feed your work, um, 
all that is is really healthy for your work. But I also think you do need some time to process that when you get back. And whether it means setting that work aside and coming back to it later, which is kind of what I'm doing, I suppose, or taking the time now when you get home to really investigate it, uh, either one. But um, it's just, it's, it's finding those threads that may tie things together, whether they're obvious or whether they're not obvious, it can be a very subtle influence, but travel is enriching and is going to show up in your work in some way. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.